0: I just want you all to know that I don't want to do this in any way shape or form but you know it's all for the listeners and uh covid has me out here you know about to bring to you this unfortunate business Boom 1 boom 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 I came into this world as a reject Look into these eyes and the size of the flame Dwelling on the past,
1: it's burning in my brain Everything that burns has to burn from the pain I think about it to this day, hey My girlie ran away with my pain when my fellas came to play Now she's stuck with my homies that she fucked And I'm just a sucker with a lump in my throat Like a chump, like a chump, like a chump Like a chump, like a chump, like a chump,
0: like a chump should I been feeling bad? Should I been feeling bad? It's
1: kind of sad. I'm the black and sock in my neighborhood. We just keep that I've moving on. And I'm a sucker like I said fuck don't. She just made making a mistake I should just give her a break My heart'll Hey, what the hell What you want I won't lie That I can't deny I did it all Hold on, okay? Hold on, okay? So you're gonna take that cookie And sing it up your
0: ass Sing it up your ass Sing it up your ass Sing it up your ass so bad it's Oh it's my God What the fuck kind of music? I mean, I guess what would you call a shout out? Like what's the opposite of a shout out? Shout down. A sh.
1: This um, <laughs> is not good. This uh, is the, this is that limp biscuit. Nookie. Nookie. Um, because it was everywhere. Unfortunately, and if you watched TRL at the time, you knew this song whether or not you wanted to. Mm. And that is how I know this song. That's how I knew it. Um, and not because of. Going to Woodstock '99 because why the fuck? Welcome back to COVID and Chemo. Hey, welcome
0: back, y'all. Welcome we're back. Here welcome back. For another hey, hot hey. Episode. You know, it's an emergency. Actually,
1: woo, 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 You know And um, we had to come to you today because uh, we're dedicating an entire episode to where do we go? Where do? Where the fuck? We go do we go Mm, there's this whole episode is is dedicated to that so just know that this has given us another reason to figure out to leave Mm. um because why in the hell in the hell is that even a popular song nookie and why did (laughs) it drive i'm sure it was on the chart somewhere it was on uh, the just what i'm saying it used to beat the boy bands and the Britney Spears and stuff of the day as the number one video on Total Request Live. Um, to, oh, I forgot that's what TRL stood for. I never forget. <laughs> never forget.
0: Um, we dating ourselves in this episode, y'all, because I, for one, was alive and, you know, pseudo-grown at the time that Woodstock 99 happened.
1: I was... Of age enough. Apparently, some peers who were my age or just a couple years older went to they Woodstock '99. So people it's not like
0: you know it would have been far fetched. Well, let me not say people's was going because my people's was not Right, going. that's
1: what we're trying to tell you is that <laughs> we Woo. would not
0: would not people
1: could not like us shall not many of us Ain't. would not be there. Um, and that is why we have to tell you about Woodstock '99 today from. Some documentaries see this emergency episode came to you listeners today because I covid was bored um by the way you're coming from an episode shot at my house today oh Typically, my we're god in we flipping house. the
0: script we flipping the script and so
1: we're still in the Chicago land area where we were birthed but you know we're in a different a little bit of a different locale today
0: it's a mystery
1: so i'm at my new locale minding my business last week
0: my black ass business as we know which uh, okay. only leads to bullshit. it only leads to the word when and when
1: i decided on the Netflix to watch a documentary. And they had a new documentary that was trending. You know Netflix likes to tell you, number one in the US
0: today, number two in the US Isn't that funny when they do that? I always be like, now I'm really gonna know what, what the people are doing. Yeah. And it's usually some bullshit. That's how I
1: ended up watching Bird Box some years ago. A (laughs) terrible film. So wait, was it a box of birds like Nah nigga? I'll tell you about Bird Box another time. It was it was some weird shit about the apocalypse. It was like giving Black Mirror in the before days and now it seems like I mean this could happen, but I'll tell you about it another time. So Netflix got me again. Because I care about culture, clearly. Listen to the podcast. You gotta do and it. And so they said it was number one, and I was like, there's what, three, four episodes of this? Sounds great. Woodstock 99. I'm sorry, it's called Trainwreck.
0: It's called Trainwreck for reasons, <laughs> y'all, that you shall soon discover if you have not already.
1: And so I, I hope watched, you weren't there. Oh, if you listeners were there, please email us. Oh, at us. Get at us. us. On Twitter, let us know if what, what we are talking about <sighs> is correct, because the documentaries have. Uh, shook again Why we have an emergency episode today so I watched I think three parts I yeah. think I watched most of it in the one night because it was like watching a train wreck you could not in stop like,
0: it was like in medium motion though.
1: oh my god it was like a, like a commuter
0: train wreck it was
1: it was it was no good and the first thing I had to do was text my dear friend colleague homie and co-host chemo and say yeah, yeah, yeah there is some shit yeah that went down in 1999 called the woodstock yes and it ended in something called trench mouth Woo! and so um chemo said wow that's wild business you know what i'm gonna take a look at a documentary too
0: so i went on thinking i was gonna see you know train wreck but i forgot to name for the reasons that you can discover and i got five on it mm-hmm. And, um, so I'm on, you know, the, the streamers, the streaming places. And I find this documentary, um, Woodstock 99 peace, love and rage or something mm-hmm. like that. Anyway, it's on HBO. Go view that view the one on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? If you Both have the stomach, you, you must have a stomach of iron and we have to put a disclaimer on this episode y'all because it involves due to feces again.
1: And that is the thing. That really is going to tie this in our, our January 6th episode together. Very tightly. And why? When mm. the whites Mm-mm. come together Mm-mm. in something that gives them excitement. They're happy. They're happy about it. Kind of. I don't know. What Maybe happiness never, are they ever happy? I don't know. Because it seems like even in joyous or riotous times, there's some rage that involves playing with doodle
0: feces yeah i feel like if you play with doodle feces first of all there's an expression called don't play okay mm. there's another expression called stop playing mm. um y'all playing too much with the doodle feces and i don't understand why the news the you know we we all this debate about whether or not it's fake news to me you might be fake news if you're not covering the fact that people were smearing doodle feces in the capital
1: in the capital and they were tracking it around government and apparently again this is something they do regularly because back in 1999 come Mm. on, it was a shit mud party now how did we get there how did we get there first let's take it a little bit back let's take a trip folks to 1969 a different time okay where they had a original Woodstock white man behind it named I believe Peter Lang is his name the dude who was behind okay. helping putting together the first Woodstock and it was peace, love, and rock and roll. Like
0: yeah. people
1: was outside in the grass, they was helping flowers, they was hugging, they was making out, they was doing drugs, but they was not
0: They wasn't violent like that.
1: No and all acts of all sorts of colors and creeds Mm -hmm. and religions were coming to Woodside 99. And it was really- 69. I'm sorry, 69, because I'm not 99, we're gonna take that back. 69 was a very beautiful experimental moment where after a tumultuous 1960s, full of all sorts of terrible things, young people, now known as boomers, came together and vibed out it and it vibed.
0: sounded beautiful it was, sounded awesome like, like all the, we used to wear woodstock shirts in the 90s it was like, like
1: a very like became a cultural moment that people really talked about yeah we
0: was feeling it so <coughs> iconic they, performances i mean including Jimi hendrix and yes, the star spangled banner yes. that you see all the time yes was woodstock it was woodstock
1: so 94 is the 25 year anniversary the
0: gen x woodstock
1: yes they do it again they do it again in the same location same guy behind it peter lang he has kids he says okay you know let's try do it again we'll do it nice rain comes it's a grassy area it's mud but it's real mud okay
0: it's just mud like it's just dirt you know what i'm saying like soil right maybe a little plant matter right yeah
1: mostly you know just like a bad weather weekend mm. so they decide to do okay we're going to do a 30 year anniversary of Woodstock in 1999 now and the people behind it including a promoter who I can't even remember his name we're just going to call him terrible terrible yeah he was
0: yeah buddy that was that was not good
1: he's like we lost money from woodstock 94 so the main objective of woodstock 99 is to make a profit now i'm gonna just remind you that the 1969 woodstock was not about that no okay it was really
0: about like Music, Music and community and, and, and getting love together and peace and, like and being, I mean, you know.
1: people's just trying to vibe out and have some good times because the sixties was terrible. Okay, so that's the first reason that this is not set up well. This is not gonna go like the other two because the initial motivation is get the bag, get white the
0: bag, get the bag, get the capitalism.
1: Bag. We only care about money. So they move the venue
0: mm-hmm. to a, a abandoned military base. Okay. Now, uh, first of all, this is not a zombie film we're talking about yet.
1: No. Okay. Not yet, but but
0: if you were going to set a zombie movie somewhere, and it was like it was like the final stand down with the zombies and the the, the people who's not zombified, and they're in the place and they're they're fortified, it was a Fort that was a base. Excuse me, that base. was yeah. abandoned. So they said, "We're gonna take over this this military base for this music festival." Now it's tarmac. Tarmac. Okay. Not grass. Not grass. Okay, it's tarmac and dirt, gravel, all this you know space, right, yes. for them to put these stages. And so they create the layout. How and ever. They
1: don't care about people surviving in the heat. Because surviving Woodstock is was in the summer. It's in the summer time. I don't remember exactly when,
0: what month it was, but it was hot. It was hot, 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 hot. It was so hot that they measured a hundred and ten degrees on this military base. On this military base.
1: Now, in the previous weekends, again, you're talking about people being on grass, but now you're talking about two hundred and fifty thousand people. Quarter of a million, y'all, for three days, in a heat wave on a tarmac
0: military base. I feel like we need to pull over briefly. This is the most. I mean, this is a setup. We got to pull over briefly to discuss the demographic troubles. Mm. Now, the way the lineup was set up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you had acts like Corn, mm-hmm. acts like Mega Death, mm. acts like Moby. Uh, like oh, so, uh, red hot chili peppers, um, red hot chili peppers? The,
1: the annoying band who sang pretty fly for a white guy
0: oh dear the,
1: I don't even know who they the are.
0: Offspring. Oh Offspring. Damn yes they you was, right. They, they was their fan. Offspring okay then they had Limp, Limp Bizkit um,
1: obviously which we, we had to we, charge. We had, had to unfortunately this I'm still recovering from it's it really quite frankly up. I mean it's, if I give you
0: incorrect facts it's because I sang Limp Bizkit <laughs> and that's what happens but they also had DMX okay and they had Wyclef Jean Wyclef Jean IET IET and they also had <laughs> um what's the name what's the name James Brown that's right that's ooh. James I had trouble remembering <laughs> because it because why what
1: what huh how the same group of people want to see all these people
0: so they want to see in 1999 we're not talking about you know um, i feel good james brown era we talking about 1999 james brown yeah it would be like if you went to woodstock 1994 and as you said earlier COVID they brought out smoky robinson yeah it would be like um, okay i mean i guess sure but that wasn't exactly why we came here so anyway you can see that there was a leaning in the acts that were offered and in- they
1: said this they said this in the documentary that i watched on netflix that they were you know, looking for a particular kind of oh act. yes,
0: They did say that.
1: You know, to In me, the documentary the dem- I watched as well. The demographic mm-hmm. of the people they wanted to attend Woodstock 99, which
0: was not the same exact audience that they wanted. was not. At 69. It was not. No. And I, I think we are actually talking around the fact that it was the frat children mm. of the whites. The whites. This is the boomers
1: older you know like full millennial jackass kids sorry to say it but you know some of them was decent some of them was i i mean the one that died was okay yeah we gotta get to that but you know he died for limb biscuit okay so you know rest in peace so really what we're saying this is a white concert it was a white event with a sprinkle just like some pepper thrown on with some black people. Interestingly enough James Brown opened the show. So it seemed to be like a calling to the boomer. To the
0: original, yeah. yeah. You know,
1: like yeah fucking James Brown because you know that music was bringing everybody together.
0: And the they time. also did a whole bunch of like jokes and like callbacks and tropes that they brought back from the original Woodstock that was completely lost on a demographic that they had marketed to. Child, I can't wait to tell
1: them about the girl mama who was at the original Woodstock and then tried to give them the trash bags to clean
0: up. <laughs> I told you I'm talking. About. All right, I talking alright all right, i am day, yeah. day 1. This is day 1. This day
1: 1. So you told me, chemo that in yours they talk about the traffic getting to this military base. Lord, it was
0: piled up, piled up, cars upon cars upon cars upon cars, right? The people was hot. They were getting in out of their cars. Some of them were sitting on top of their cars. They were waiting and waiting and waiting to get in. And then they finally got in. It was James Brown playing, and they was trying to find parking. Now, the, the thing about Woodstock at this Army base, and I think Woodstock in general, you got to bring your own supplies, to the most part right so you're gonna yes. bring like camping equipment yep. you're probably gonna bring snacks some, some water, water. Yep. they got to this army Ranger. base mm. and there was somebody called the peace patrol who was checking them on their way in checking in their bags to make sure that they didn't have a, not drugs not guns but make sure they didn't take in any water or food so they confiscated these people food their rations was gone as soon as they got in there they had to buy food at the
1: place that was gonna cost an exorbitant amount how much was money four to eight dollars over the course of the weekend Uh Uh um there was also um let's see what else did they have to buy i mean food the water was expensive Everything was taxed and they couldn't bring anything in with them that they had already, you know, maybe planned on having over the course of that weekend.
0: Okay, so now you got a bunch of hungry and thirsty people in 110 degrees on a closed army base. Where they with their little wristbands walking around? Uh, okay, it's okay for me to be here now. The Peace Patrol. That
1: please get to the Peace they,
0: Patrol, which is the you paw, know, paw Patrol. The Paw Patrol. The Paw Patrol, patrol would have been better. Let's not, okay, <laughs> defame the Paw Patrol. Okay, we're talking about the Peace Patrol. That's a different thing. Paw Patrol would have had this shit handled. They would have had that shit in the bag. Paw Patrol knows what time it is, but these Peace Patrol motherfuckers was corrupt from jump. So first of all, if you was a Peace Patrol person, you only got trained for a weekend, yes. took a little little raggedy test, and was they, given a, a, a yellow t-shirt. Yes. Some of them was coming in. They just did the training for the security so they could get into Woodstock for free.
1: And some of these people were fresh off their 18th birthday.
0: They was little. <laughs> children. They was children that they had patrolling. So security. This was the security, the security force. for
1: 250,000 for a quarter people
0: of a million people.
1: On a naval base or an um, empty military base on tarmac in a heat wave and they don't got their water or their snacks.
0: They got no water, no snacks, right? Okay, great. Okay. So, the the Peace Patrol, which again, the Paw Patrol would never, okay? Peace Patrol was corrupt. They was taking people food and drink and hoarding it and then exchanging it for sexual favors. It, it, the fuckery started day one we talking about day one honey and
1: as if you would think oh this is just day one Mm-mm. you know kid how much worse can it oh, get oh it's going I'm just it's telling go, we you, going places by day three we're going to end and have the words trench mouth explained in this episode okay
0: okay, okay. so let's bring it back this is day one they're having the acts coming on mm-hmm. right and the peoples is vibing, but they're a little wild. Well, of course they're a little bit wild because they wanted to see their favorite acts. They have something called a mosh pit where they get down and dirty and they start pushing each other and stuff. Yes. So they've been doing this and people it's a concert and they're having a good time, right? But they, there's people getting heat, heat exhaustion and they, yes, they need were. water. Yes, they do. So they go and the water is $4 and there's lines and lines and lines yes. and lines and lines to get this $4 water, right? Yes. So there was water on the base, okay? There were also porta potties on the base. This is into day two that they do this. Okay. Now, when the water became scarce, okay. Some of these knuckleheads was diving into the water, the the, the provided water, right? So it was like a fountain yes. where you could get fresh water from. Yes. They were jumping into the water, taking flat. showers in the water that was the drinking water for the event. Yes. So people still drinking it, because they didn't necessarily see it, what was happening in the it was water. A
1: quarter of a million people. Because it was a field.
0: quarter of a million motherfuckers in there. Now that water starts to become obviously funky people don't want that water so they go and bust the, pipe. They bust the pipe the pipe that is going to the drinking fountain they bust the pipe bust so the water open. start bust it wide open bust it wide they open. bust it wide open and that thing blew a whole bunch of water and it now it's creating mud. Well, the problem was, folks, no mud.
1: There ain't no mud. It was we next you. to the we told you the no mud. We told you there wasn't no mud. There's no grass it here. It
0: was next to... I'm telling them how they got to the, to the shit. Oh, I
1: had to tell them.
0: That. I mean, look. Okay, so they thought it was mud at first, right? Because the water's coming out. and all the water hitting the ground. It, it, and it's not grass, really. So there's nothing to really soak it up or, or anchor the ground. So it's getting slippery, slidy, and muddy. The porta potties, okay by the end of day by one. the end of day one, by the middle of day one, had overflowed. Disgusting. They were full and they couldn't take them away fast enough because they had not planned properly. Again. And so the overflowing porta potties are now supplying shit into the water mm-hmm. that is spraying mm-hmm. into the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this happens in multiple locations, enough locations so that enough of the mud that you would see was actually shit it was shit mud and the people dove in it i just need they were slipping and sliding it like it was a slip and slide like from it back was in the day. a slip and slide literally they were covered shit head to toe you would have thought they was in blackface
1: much. but
0: they wasn't they was in shit face in shit face which i mean
1: really is blackface
0: if you think about it oh lord that's what it feels like burnt cork ain't burnt no doo-doo well i mean because it doesn't stink because it don't stink you know they were stinking there was a picture of a woman a, a still photo no. that they showed of a woman no. with a mouth full of quote unquote mud okay. going that right for the camera opening her mouth to see that she was eating this mud that mud was shit honey okay she was over here with a mouthful of shit okay in the rolling stone or whatever kind of publication put up oh wow it was a wild time wild and crazy time day one okay day one the
1: people they drinking were, shit water i mean like came outside of themselves people were like yeah it's lord of the flies in here by like day two people were just doing really savage shit like any act that went on, okay, we're gonna bring it back to the acts. They had Cheryl Crow there, oh, okay, boy. day one. Cheryl Crow was singing, you know, not limb biscuit guy. She was not doing it for the Nookie, okay. She was like, I wanna soak up the sun, wanna tell everyone, yeah, show your, your tits, oh, show Cheryl. your tits, show your titties, Cheryl. There were men act this event with signs that simply said show us your tits show
0: your okay. tits
1: and again going back to the 69 the free love some
0: titties were out now they made the connection though you remember um whip it out wednesday whip them out wednesdays and girls gone wild oh i di- oh my god Girls Gone Wild used to be the thing, the infomercial to watch in 99. Once upon a time, I went to a Dave Matthews band concert. God Oh, you bless don't remember
1: me. when they put doodle feces in the Chicago River? Dave Matthews? Yeah, we'll come back to
0: that. Oh, Lord. Well, I should have known then because it was 99, too. <laughs> Maybe it was 98. I forget. But it was in the late 90s and I was at a Dave Matthews concert and that shit was wild. I had such a good time, but at the same time, I knew I wasn't safe. I was one of the only black people there, and I looked up, and there were signs that said, Whip 'em out Wednesday oh my God. or WOW. Wow. Meaning, take your titties out of your bra and show them to us. I didn't understand and I asked my friend I said what's wow why does everybody have these signs Saying wow that's weird She said it's whip out Wednesdays This girl's gone wild and all that shit You know they want you to show them your tits I was like they what
1: Yeah because again before Pornhub and uh, What's the um, Only fans Or the story even on Instagram Even <coughs> on Twitter like yeah, People would be at these Clubs or concerts Or whatever you know nola you know spring break oh god and they would have old cameras and dudes would just be like you know girls gone wild and they would just be recording women young women doing young women you know things that young women should be allowed to do and at the same time we don't need to be encouraged and we don't need to be like
0: forced well here's the problem when they were saying show your tits some of them were in these gangs, and it didn't take long for gangs to form. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know the peace patrol corrupt. They not doing anything. They can't, do, an for can't you. do nothing. They're exactly probably hoping you're going to show your tits too. Exactly. So these boys was sitting white boys now white boys. I think it's very important to note, and it wasn't all whites. Okay, it wasn't all whites, but it was overwhelmingly mostly it was beyond predominantly. It was like the sprinkle that we was talking about with the pepper. It wasn't even. It was a trace that only a dog could smell. Damn. That's how a few black people and people of color was in there. So it's a whole... Now, I'm black, okay, in case you didn't know. (laughs) When I see over, uh, you know, it must have been 200, 300 boys sitting on top of a trailer with show us your tits signs. And there was one woman and she was surrounded by these boys, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19. And they're like half naked. And they're yelling at her, all of them, in unison, chanting, show your tits, show your tits, that's a show your tits. That's a and she's stuck that's there. She can't move. There's mm-hmm. nowhere she can mm-hmm. go. And so she's like, she does it, but you know at that point it's not consensual because, or it couldn't be consensual because it's so many of them. They could kill her. Yeah. yeah. So she shows her tits and then, of course, is immediately manhandled on camera by a bunch of these boys that's right around her. Yeah. I mean, it was wild
1: business. So, you know, this is going to just define the weekend, the non-consent of so many parties, in particular, the young women who were there. But, I mean, you can't blame this just on drugs and drinking. No. Either. No. This is rabid behavior. And supposedly, the reason they only wanted certain acts there was to keep. Rabid behavior from occurring at Woodstock 99 because Wu-Tang could have been at Woodstock 90 t- 99 It would have been just fine. Nobody would have been in one of the how was that different?
0: I don't, I don't I see and here's the other thing
1: They was throwing shit at Sheryl Crow on the stage while she was just trying to sing her songs and screaming at her show You did
0: literal do Okay. And
1: water bottles the eight-dollar water bottles was getting thrown it
0: going, you know trash at them Shit mud him. I mean, they were literally picking the mud up and throwing it slinging that People
1: who were there covering it from MTV caught a lot of flack. They almost got, got Got Ananda that. Lewis who was one of the only black VJs at the time in the Netflix documentary Oof. Tells a story about catching and stopping a man right before he was going to put out a cigarette on her ass
0: What? Wild Business y'all I need y'all to understand okay when 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 white folks steady talk about how frightened they are When they see two black boys walking down the street or even one black boy walking down the street They could be in a whole group. They're they're so terrified. They have to call the police when we see groups
1: mm.
0: of Say Young it. white men
1: is what's 99 mm. mm.
0: assault disrespect Mm. all of those are fears that we have as young black femmes and queers and other folks we really feel that y'all are going to attack and kill us i mean that's a very real fear because we have in our recent history the lynch mob exactly so that's not dead we have a mob robbery I mean, but shit. When I watched Woodstock ninety nine documentary, I said to myself, My Jesus, this is a horror film. I'm looking at like thirty thousand lynch mobs put together and in they, one place. And they're
1: like mobbing up together and then separating like it was like weird energy. So then at night during the concert oh, the two nights, no. they had a rave tent that was like one Oh of those- no! Yes. Overhangers, hangers you know Yo. where they would
0: put military planes Yo. and stuff god bless moby because moby was in this documentary <laughs> talking about all right so you know if you're in business you know, show business long enough you get to know a crowd i went in there and i said these are not the people okay these are not the people who are going to get all the references i'm making in my music they don't they're not here to listen to my music they no. don't give a fuck about me no. and in fact they violent." Okay. They're, they're so Moby yes, Paul Moby was oh, like yeah. I, I gotta get the fuck up out of here and they disrespected Moby yep. I don't really know that much about Moby other than the fact that he was appalled and I was appalled and I agree with him I feel like he's a sensible human being that he was appalled in the way that he was
1: yeah he was at Woodstock 99 and they didn't put him on the venue they
0: didn't even credit him and
1: yeah. he was risking his life in front of these kids legit risking his life Fatboy Slim was the one in the rave the mm-hmm. second night okay, Fatboy Slim talked tell about it. how Lord, the second night, it went crazy during Fat Boy Slim. In the middle of his set, somebody drove a van Mm. into the hangar in the middle of a a high crowd. Because let me tell you what the Peace Patrol also
0: did not do. There was all sorts of drugs. I mean, every drug you could want to have was there.
1: And it wasn't, again, peace love. It was like wild. So somebody's driving high a van through the crowd, Mm. okay? trigger warning somebody is being assaulted in the back of this van and this is happening okay and then they tell fat boy slim you're gonna have to stop because we gonna have to figure out what's going on with this van in the middle of the crowd yeah so he stopped the set and then motherfuckers just start throwing shit at him
0: like you better keep it going keep
1: playing and he's like literally screaming it's it's not my fault we have to let the sick." Fat Boy Slim people said, get in the car. They drove him out of there. Like, with, like
0: fat out of him. With
1: like, This crowd is going to turn. They're tu- they turn. They, they turn, sure it. Did
0: turn. They turn. Right, they
1: sure so
0: did this, turn. That was day two, that I think. That was the end of
1: day two. We didn't get to DMX. Oh. You got to
0: so, DMX came on the stage, DMX right? was not in
1: Trainwreck, so this is in the other one,
0: the HBO one. The HBO one, yeah. So, DMX comes on the stage, right? First of all, he gives the performance of a lifetime. Recipes. It is slamming. I mean, like, he's up and down the stage, so high energy. And they talked about, in the documentary, how he's giving this energy, and the crowd is loving it, and they're just eating it up, and it's like, you know, fifty to 100,000 people in the, in the like, large expanse of land. So all you can see from the stage is white faces. Okay. White faces, white faces, white faces. Oh, one black person. Oh, white faces, mm-hmm. white faces, white faces, white is faces. Is that a like name for the sister? What, what, maybe. One, oh, maybe, maybe it's somebody, you know, who's AAPI. Okay. White faces, white faces, white faces. And DMX decides to do my niggas. The song. The yes. song. Yes. Okay
1: in this crowd in
0: this crowd at Woodside 99 at this show now again I said he slayed it the performance was fantastic but you hear him giving the lines and I'm gonna mess it up but it will be like you know oh such and such I go off for my nigga my nigga is the ad-lib mm-hmm. the
1: refrain the, the refrain is a
0: call and response a call and response and the response every time is my nigga so like if mm. you are in the audience, mm. and, and shout out to, um, what's his name? Wesley, Wesley Morris. Morris. Yeah. Shout out to Wesley mm-hmm. Morris um, every day because Wesley Morris, he's so sharp with the way that he un- and unpacks and I think he asked mm-hmm. the exact right question, which is how did the like five white people out of that 50,000 <laughs> feel about hearing... Uh, all of these white voices screaming in unison, my nigga. Yeah, that's my nigga, and angrily, and raising their arms and pumping the air and moshing and going crazy. My nigga, my nigga, my nigga, my nigga. That's that's really scary. (laughs) That's the worst kind of terror. That I can imagine. Like, so I'm watching this thing and I'm like, my God. First of all, God bless DMX. He knew what it was. Because you not going to tell them white folks. Them's is not the white folks that you going to tell don't say niggas at not. my show. Not absolutely not. They not going to have decorum. Absolutely They not going to have respect. No. They not going to have any goddamns to give about what you as a nigga going to tell them to do. Some of them were just openly having shit in their mouth not only having shit in their mouth but raping people next to the stage yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean there are reports of women being raped with audiences these are not the white folks to try with uh you know any kind of civility or respect no so he said okay well i'm gonna do my nigga and you know what let these motherfuckers say it let them say it and they're gonna say it and i'm gonna answer it's gonna be a call and response and they're not going to understand what my nigga means. They're not going to understand that. They're not going to get, you know, what it means to have, to, to ride for your niggas. And, and
1: they're not going to understand that. No.
0: But it don't matter, right? Because it it's about it the performance. Not. And he put in such a performance. But it was very disturbing it to was watch. Disturbing. It was. I oh, mean, my I mean,
1: the acts knew what the crowd was on and you know for many of them uh, the guy uh, lead singer from Corn, was um, interviewed in the documentary that I watched it was like a career high for many of them mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. to say they did Woodstock have, and to have that energy exchange mm-hmm. with like a huge crowd who came to see them but this is also dangerous it's highly and dangerous. what was happening during the Limp Biscuit set Got so wild, like, out of control. I mean, the peace patrol was in serious trouble.
0: They were in trouble. And getting ass beat. These the kids, kids was getting ass. And the beat. yellow t-shirts, bright yellow t-shirt, bright yellow t-shirt. And
1: as this is happening, the people running this, Peter Lang and the terrible man, who the terrible capitalist man, I think is Schurer. I don't remember his last name for sure, but you know him when you see him. Are having press conferences oh, yeah. with the press Oh my who were witnessing these atrocities. Oh, my God. And they're like, this is such a great time. This is going so well. I mean, there's like maybe 50 bad apples, which is why you should always watch out when anybody want to use the fray. A few bad apples. A few bad apples. There's just about 50 bad apples who so maybe were causing a little bit of trouble, but like... Just it's a like, little bit of it's trouble. It's like not really that serious. It's like,
0: um, there At the end, y'all should know that in total there were an estimate of hundreds mm-hmm. of sexual assaults mm-hmm. that were not reported. Yep. Because why? Because Because the... these are the people yeah. who was running this. Yeah,
1: and they felt like at, you know, based on the event that they threw, you know, it averaged out to not that bad.
0: And this, the man whose name we don't know and, you know, and who cares about promoting yeah, well, his name ass? listen, nameless. Nameless ass man. So he, he, he had the nerve to say that Oh, well, you know, if you had your titties out or whatever, like, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have been doing that, and I guess that's why you got attacked. And you, know, you need to take some responsibility yep. for that event. Yeah. I mean,
1: whoa! Also the man who put them on a tarmac with no water? He also made
0: the water $8 on the last day. He
1: blatantly lied to the press as it was happening, just so he could make his profit. So, I mean, obviously, by day three, it is horrors upon horrors. There's at one point at the start of, I'm sorry, day two, where somebody's mom, who had been (laughs) at Woodstock 69, and it changed her. She had such an incredible transformative Mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. She decides she wants to help out with Woodstock 99, and she sees the trash is already a problem because they didn't hire enough people to do
0: the trash pickup over three three days. And by the way, the trash is covered in shit people's yes. was sleeping on top of pizza boxes they were because pizza shade. boxes were the only things that could be relied upon to be clean because they were white anything yeah. else could have shit on it and you're gonna be laying in it
1: yep and you also needed it for shade because the tarmac was so it was hot. so hot so they were under the
0: lord this is terrible there were
1: no trees they didn't provide much shading areas for people to go into Mm-mm. so sissy's a trash problem happening on saturday and so she goes out in a golf um cart with some trash bags and she's driving around and she's like, yeah, let's work together. Let's get this trash. Let's get it cleaned. And she says she got cussed out so bad by these frat boys. Hoodlums. Again,
0: Hoodlums. Who was
1: like, fuck you, bitch. You clean it. I paid for this and that's what your job is. Fuck off. They would rather have had the trash in the shit mud than to have picked up a trash can or a trash bag and just picked up a couple things by them. These nope. are the people they was dealing with at, um... Woodstock
0: 99. It was not so great. So
1: by the end of the third day, this is where we get to Fires and Trenchmouth.
0: Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Before you get to Fires and Trenchmouth,
1: that polo boy. Oh, yeah, you can tell about that polo boy who died from Limb biscuits.
0: He went into the mosh pit and he, it was him and his buddy. You could tell they were nerds. They were they were a straight edge. They didn't do any drugs at Woodstock. They came in just to hear the bands, and they were so, and he was so excited. He wrote in his journal about how he was going to get to see Limp Bizkit, and he was so excited. And he went to the mosh pit, and he said it was his life's dream to do this. He was going to be in the mosh pit. And his buddy was like, yo, this is not really my scene. And and the the kid who was in, whose dream it was to be in this mosh pit could see that. And so he compassionately says to his friend, I'll meet you back at the tent. Because they had a tent, you know, that they had come and they were sleeping in. So his friend says, "Bet leaves him. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. It's the beginning of day three. He's missing. There were no cell phones. Remember, 1999. So they had a station with post-it notes where people could write down the name of a missing person or a message to someone who was missing. And they went to that spot, which was, I mean, hard to find because it's a whole huge base and there's millions, not millions, uh, a quarter of a million yeah, people.
1: It of people felt like there. millions of people. Thousands of people, of people there. But It was,
0: it was 250,000 people there. So you know that it's going to be difficult to find anybody. You know it's going to be difficult to find your tent. You know it's going to be difficult to find your car. And so they thought he had just gotten lost. Like a lot of people got lost um, and didn't find their friends for sometimes the whole day. Yep. So he was looking and then finally he said something is wrong. He would not be gone this long. And he knew his friend would have um, put him a note or something at this missing person's whatever, whatever, let him know what's going Mm. on. He said, this is not like my friend. And so he reported him missing. Don't you know... when the paramedics was pulling motherfuckers out and i mean like with heat exhaustion and injuries Injuries and and you know all kinds of horrible um uh what do you call it uh piles you know because they were moshing and you know you can imagine it it's like bodies on the side you know it's like a war zone basically Mm, had happened Mm. and so the paramedics was coming in they didn't want coming in to be coming in there because these people were feral, so there was really no safety in there a dude, for them. The
1: paramedic in my documentary said he thought
0: about quitting that day. I bet he did. Yeah. He was like, I ain't saving no more motherfuckers ever. Yeah, he said, like, this is not work. I mean, like, what is happening? Here? What kind of job this? Yeah. So they pulled this boy out, and the boy was treated for drugs when what he had... Was heat exhaustion and dehydration, extreme dehydration, and by the time they figured out what was going on, he was gone. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. May he rest in peace. I mean, this little nigga just wanted to see his motherfucking favorite act. You know what I'm saying? Why can't these people was really that violent that they was just pushing and you know kicking people and it's just it's very depressing it's very sad this is against about
1: a child it's somebody's it. baby you imagine if you again a boomer you send your child to Woodstock doctor you're thinking that's going to be a lovely most lovely experience, experience. your baby dead and your baby is dead <laughs> comes back dead what about if your baby come back with trench mouth?
0: hey let's talk on it because we did promise we was going to get to the main event you might not know what that is because i sure as hell didn't so thank I'm god i'm
1: watching the documentary get to the third episode third day
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and uh a young woman who had been there talks about how um she wakes up on day three and she has ulcers Mm. all over her mouth Mm. inside and outside Mm. Um, she's hot she has like a fever she's just not feeling well at all mm. and when she goes to the paramedics not she's
0: just not feeling well at all she feels terrible like she's just like <laughs> what's going on with me you think she got that ulcers on the inside <laughs> and outside of her mouth that's the definition of not very well so
1: she goes to the paramedics <laughs> and she says the following words my symptoms were consistent with something called trench mouth mm. which means that I had been consuming due to feces
0: mm human
1: waste, God. just <laughs> like the pink guy of the
0: mouth
1: i am still I, horrified
0: i'm so sad about
1: <laughs> it it's really God. one of the and so then the person who was helping to supply the water Takes us back to day one when they realized that the water had been contaminated since day one.
0: Since day one, there was feces in the water. human feces in it. Human feces from the porta potties in the water from junk. From junk. So she had
1: had a couple of days, potentially, of due to feces water. Ooh! And ended up with trench mouth. And she said it was that point that her and her friends packed up their things and left Woodstock 99. I mean, that's what it took. That was my second reaction. First was... I'll never be the same because trench mouth.
0: And I'll never be the same because I now know what trench, trench mouth, mouth is. is
1: like. I I didn't need to know that because I also I'm not going to get trench mouth. You know, like I just I I, I mean, I, let's
0: hope never.
1: I mean, it would have to be again. I, anyway, I'm just really we, on the lookout. Look, that. I'm on
0: the lookout. We're going to
1: manifest no never, trench mouth because okay. that sounds awful. And the second question was that's why you left that's why you left, sis? I would have left day one. I would have left out after James Brown was finished. I mean, I wouldn't have been there number one, but if I had come by the end of day one and what was happening to Moby and the show me your tits and mm, all of that mm, and the water was $8, like these I didn't have, have enough money to even no, stay there.
0: these aren't the people. So...
1: These, this is not the place. She leaves day three and she's smart to leave her and her friends day three. I think they were like 15 at the time, 15 or 16. Mm. Um, and... The fires and the destruction of the venue begin night of, or, you know, night to morning, early hours of day three through the end of day three. People were ripping the wood off the walls of the, you know, areas that were blockading the stage. Yep. People actually climbed and ripped down the sound area.
0: They they climbed up a wire, uh uh what do you call that? Not a crane, but like a a scaffold. Scaffold. Yes. But it was a scaffold that was like 50 feet high. Yes. And they climb up to the top of it and they're like moshing on top of it. Ramp like shaking it. Shaking it and then the whole thing like crashes down on top of a bunch of people. There's still people there. Oh my god
1: they're so the dummies again who is in charge mr. capitalism greed yeah they decide the best way to pay final homage at the end of the red hot chili pepper set which by the way flea had his dick out the whole time he did um they give the let's say one hundred eighty-five thousand people who were left there that's generous maybe there was still like 225 at this point on mm. sunday people stay people
0: stay candles Oh, my God. And the sad part about the candles was it was candles actually for a good cause to reduce gun violence. It was supposed to be about raising awareness for gun violence. It was like a memorial, and they, they showed this little black child passing out these candles. I was like, little child, you, you're not the get place out. that you think you're Get out. Get out. You in a get-out situation. You in a sunken place situation. <laughs> you need to start to running. They
1: lit that bitch on fire. They
0: lit it ablaze. Fires immediately could
1: be seen from the stage. Probably from space, man. I mean firing up that whole thing. The whole thing. They sent out the makeshift (laughs) fire department.
0: Oh Lord. That who was basically the fire version of the Mm -hmm. Peace Patrol. Again, Paw Patrol would have done better. And they was like, fuck that, I'm not going outside I got no fires. It's too much. Oh, and do you, you didn't have this part in yours, but after they set the fires, right, they they were rabid and they were hungry and they were thirsty. And so oh, they, they broke into some trucks. There yes. were some storage trucks that were sitting on, yes. the, on one of the lots and they broke in and they busted it down and they found all this frozen food, <laughs> like frozen pretzels, and they found water. Don't you know these motherfuckers just started chucking that shit into the fire? Yeah. Not like food that they could have eaten. The food they could have eaten to to solve some of this madness. No, they were too far gone at that point. They were like, nah, I'm going to throw this in the fire and watch it burn. So then at the end of the festival, (laughs) you could see charred pretzels in the fire.
1: Did they in your documentary talk about how like the young people who were there, who were part of the production team were like holed up behind these trucks and like scared? No. Yes. Oh, my God. So, the production team, you know, who was also a bunch of, like, kids, young, kids. you know, millennials into, like, young gen uh, Xers, you yeah. know, who thought, again, wow, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. We're running, like, the new Woodstock and quickly realized that it was, you know, sheer fuckery and doodle feces. They said they saw the people was like a mob in the dark of people coming to those food Italian. trucks. World
0: War Z, stuff.
1: friends. Like... Coming for them and for the food and the rations that they had in the back.
0: And they couldn't stop them. They couldn't stop them.
1: And again, it was not like they wanted to eat the
0: stuff. No, they were just like a completely like destructive entity. They just came, were like. They
1: were like. And they said in the documentary that some of the people who were part of that were like, I just, I couldn't even, I would never have done that. That was me. Because again, mob activity.
0: Mob activity. It was very bad. tendencies.
1: But here's. As we tell you of these horrors, the people who were there who were interviewed at the end of my documentary, Trainwreck, when asked, would they do it again,
0: said yes. And this is what concerns me. It concerns us. About, well, race relations for one part, and and also about um, just just mental health and wellness. You know? You would go back and get trench mouth again? Again, and be trampled.
1: Wait, it was trench mouth the girl who said she'd do it again? She was the only one who said she'd do it again. Oh,
0: stop. That's, that's okay. Race is a social <laughs> construct. We all know it. However,
1: however,
0: I've never known any black folk to put something that smells like shit on purpose <clears throat> into their mouth okay with 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 other choices to make yeah don't don't bark now it's 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 worthy of a barf. maybe we should just get bags it's Because this is just i i I, i'm speechless i don't know what to say (laughs) let me not even make any pronouncements because honestly i'm not of sound mind right now i just from nookie
1: to this i think that they did it you know they actually did it all for the dookie <laughs> I don't think that that's appropriate. So listeners, let us know where the fuck we can go. Who? Because please. the people who call themselves the real Americans is doing it all for the dookie, and I can't Ooh. get down with that.
0: Please, 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 please. <laughs> no, no, no. They did not do this in some Soul. Ain't hey, no dookie again. Ooh
1: we just don't understand and we're trying to figure they out they did
0: not do this in summer of Soul*. that's an excellent point
1: hello which we will get to soon enough we you will all may be wondering about our man david ruffin oh david ruffin well, we're gonna let you know about him soon enough because
0: i know you, you wanna leave me but i refuse to let you go if I got to, to beg please for your sympathy, I don't mind, cause you mean that much to me. Ain't too proud to, to beg, don't eat doo do. I wish we didn't have to say that.